0: Hello and uh, welcome to Wall's Wisdom. My name is Mark Wall. I'm going to be joined today by Matt Gilmartin from Smokescreen and today we're going to be talking about how Matt got started within the industry, some of the innovations that are coming through from Smokescreen and how retail is currently being affected by the increase in theft. We're also going to be talking about AI and how we see this going forward within the security industry. Thanks for joining me and um, hope you like. Hello and welcome to a Walls Wisdom. Would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, sure. I'm Matt Martin. I'm the Managing Director of Concept Smokescreen. I've been with the business for 25 of its 30 years. I joined more or less as a coffee boy and worked my way through various different stages of my career, into sales, into sales management, ultimately buying into the company I think nearly 10 years ago and then taking on a role as managing director of the business. It's always been about providing an obscuration type device that is used as a security measure. In the event that a place is broken into or suffers intrusion, it releases vast clouds of non-toxic, non-damaging visually obscuring smoke or fog, fog is the correct term, deterring intruders, sending them on the way and protecting people and property. I have a business partner one of the other directors called Calvin. he looks after the operational side of the business, making sure that everything runs smoothly. <laughs> I tend to be more involved with um, commercial relationships, investigating new markets, setting the tone and pace of our R&D program, things like that. So I enjoy that side of stuff. Calvin does the stuff like making sure all the insurances are in place, all the team are looked after, that we've got the right processes in place to bring our products successfully into any new markets, things like that. So it works quite well as a team. Then within the team further, we've got staff in R&D, we've got staff in warehouse and logistics, we've got the production side of things. There's two manufacturing sites, one in the UK, one over in the Far East. Well, in the UK, we tend to do things where we're working on very tightly controlled projects for specialist risk. In the Far East, which is Taiwan, that's where we've got capacity to turn around large numbers of products and address large demand as well. So, to give you a clue, the capacity of the factory in the Far East in, in Taiwan is 1,000 units a week, where in the UK it would be up to 100 a week, but of very specialist tightly controlled generators concept smoke screen was incorporated in 1992 it was actually incorporated as a company called security pyrotechnics and what happened was there was a guy who had a garden machinery outlet and he kept getting broken into and he'd got sick of it and he'd gone around asking could he put tear gas into his property and everyone basically said well you can't really do that it's illegal (laughs) <laughs> kind of dangerous. Uh, in this country, it's not such a good thing. Some of the people that he spoke to were about the founders of this business who were currently working with cash degradation systems, which were pyrotechnics. So if you know like uh, a cash courier carrying the box, originally those used pyrotechnics and dye inside and smoke to signal that one, the, the box had been stolen because it would have met a lot of red smoke, and two, to degrade and destroy the cash inside. And they said, maybe you should go and talk to those guys. And uh, this particular person turned up on a pyrotechnics site at the moment they were testing a white smoke. And he said, that's it, that's what I want. I wanna put that smoke in my property so that when they break in, they won't be able to see. And they sort of looked into it and that that was where the first smoke screen device came from. And they sold it to a number of companies and a number of companies absolutely loved it because it was a real assault on the bad guy it absolutely stank it was horrible <laughs> yeah. you know? it would leave a dust everywhere you know it really sort of make you feel uncomfortable because it make your eyes sting and it,
0: and the dust bit is that, is that because it's a pyrotechnic
1: because it's a, exactly right. right so a okay. pyrotechnic smoke and uh, because it's burning something to yeah. to make the effect yeah it was very successful in doing what it was meant to do but it's clearly not going to be something that you can take everywhere because of the the problems that were associated with it. So the founders of the company, after a certain period of time, went looking for a cleaner alternative, met with a company, Concept Engineering, who eventually became partners in Smokescreen, and are our manufacturing site in the United Kingdom, and they they specialised in thermally generated fog, so the clean production of the same kind of effect. Yeah, there would be right. no residue, wouldn't damage anything, didn't smell, and was non toxic and breathable and all that sort of thing. And they said we'd like to to convert your devices into a security generator, and they said, oh yeah, we did that in <laughs> 1974. Sort double take. <laughs> you had this idea, yeah yeah we did that yeah but we just thought well, it's a bit of a gimmick sort of thing and they signed up global rights at that time um, on the basis that they had to sell 50 units a year 5-0 so the ambition level was yeah. was fairly low yeah yeah <laughs> um, there are hundreds of thousands of smoke screen generators now out in the field Protecting property all over the world, people and property actually. So um, it was sort of the, from those sort of under ambitious beginnings that the company started and came to where it is now 30, 30 years later. In the UK, which is the home market for smokescreen and security fog, that's where the concept was invented, um, if you'll pardon the pun. It was always about protecting um, retail premises and it was what I call anything that looks like cash. So. Initially, the first major success, and when I say major success, it was the first sort of wider scale acceptance of smokescreen as a valid anti-loss measure was protecting cigarettes, believe it or not. And that's what I mean by looking like cash. Small, high value, easy to move. And with cigarettes, it, there was a black market for it. So it's a very high risk, high, highly targeted product and that was where smoke screen really started to come into its own, so ironically it 's kind of smoke protecting smoke, smoke. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that then extends out into if you consider the uk market, which is still predominantly about retail protection it fine fragrance small high value easy to move black market for it, cash itself, so what we call cradle to the grave protection of the cash in transit cycle, so that would be mean from distribution centres to the actual transit of cash, so protecting vehicles, to protecting the the couriers themselves as they deliver cash in high-risk scenarios, through to protecting tills, cash offices, and then back out to be sorted and, and done again. That's the whole cycle is can be protected by security smoke. Uh, or smokescreen and the banking sector as well although in this country um, it's not widely adopted it is used as an anti-raid measure and when I say anti-raid that's as opposed to anti-burglary a raid would typically be during the day when the public are present burglary would be at night when there's no staff or public present that's how we sort of distinguish it and quite a lot of other people do too if you go into other markets export markets the banking sector is a lot more active in protecting, I think probably because the risks that they are exposed to are higher. One particular market, there's a 100 attacks a month using dynamite to blow up ATMs, which is pretty extreme. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's successfully defeated by smokescreen, High-end graphic design offices with expensive and attractive Apple Macs, anywhere that's got iPhones. So you get the idea. It's anything that's high value, high risk. But we even extend out to military installations where you absolutely do not want an intruder. Uh, security fog has got a role there historically most of the business has been business to business where we're protecting other businesses and their property but a growing trend now um, particularly outside of the united kingdom but also within the united kingdom is the protection of people themselves whether that's in businesses as we've already talked about but also in their own homes so some markets for instance south africa one of the biggest problems that they face is home intrusions and i don't know if you've ever been to south africa but Everyone lives in gated complexes, electric fences, patrols. It's a different world to the United Kingdom. And home intrusions are a real problem. So, for instance, in this country, you might find that... Some people have got safe areas that they can retire to where they can hit a panic button and fill the place full of fog. In South Africa, a growing trend is simply to use fog to protect the whole of the ground floor of the property, deter and repel intruders effectively. So yeah, that does happen as well. The the, the whole world's been through a a load of problems recently. We've had pandemic, we've had war, we've had the cost of living crisis in this country and also in Europe. We often think it's just us, but it's not. It's it's spread out certainly into, into most of Europe we're seeing different trends in crime that we wouldn't have seen before. Almost brazen, where people will just take property during the day and leave almost with impunity. And it's very, very rapid. One particular target is in high-end phones, where the displays quite often alive, And they'll literally, they're not even wearing balaclavas, they'll run in grab the whole yeah. display, rip it out and gone yeah. in the middle of the day. And we never, it did happen before, but it seems to be all the time now. Another thing is alcohol, which never really used to happen apart from, in you know, quite, desperate cases really it's pretty sad it's now happening where people will just break into a place and rob what they want in, for that night yeah. and we're not talking people that are that you would typically associate with performing that sort of intrusion if that makes sense yep. it's um, people who are robbing it to get to a party
0: almost, is a, it, is it, almost a steal to order almost if it's for yeah. a party yeah almost Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: it, it does seem like that I, I mean I was talking to actually an ex loss prevention manager and they, they'd almost got to the point because there was so much damage being done during the break-in, that they knew the guy would be coming back. So they'd go, look, don't break the, the window. Here's what you want, leaving it outside, which is shocking. So, yeah, we're, we're certainly seeing increased pressure that we wouldn't have seen before in the retail sector. Another client mentioned that while it was obvious that an attack had occurred, so let's say a window had been boarded up, yeah, while that had not been the window hadn't been replaced and you could see it from the street, there's a 30% increased risk of repeat attack. So it's almost like when people can see that you're vulnerable, they come back and kick you again. So that's led us into developing different styles of products than we ordinarily would. Ordinarily, we'd send out equipment for installation, for fixed installation, and that can be quite a ramp-up period of organisation, getting things organised. You might have to do asbestos surveys, you might have to... Um, go through your various tiers of health and safety to to get the installation ready to go and that can take time all the while you've still got that that issue of the the repeat the repeat attacks so we've developed um, equipment that can be sent out within 24 hours that can be operated by staff it's almost a loss prevention kit in a box because it incorporates cctv the security smoke screen itself i.e impact visual displays that it's there yeah to, so that people from the outside can see something's changed integration with central monitoring centers so remote command and control can be taken of the of the situation sound noise fog the whole shooting match we released that in december of this year it's called sentry and it's, it's been a great success it's already defeated numerous break-ins and but also it's telling colleagues in store that something's been able to be done proactively because the colleagues in store after a break-in they, they feel vulnerable they feel attacked it's their place of work and it's not good for them so being able to proactively address the situation um, has been a real boon we think we're really proud of the product actually and we're really pleased with it
0: according to the police stats of 2022 there's been a 21 percent increase in the last 12 months
1: 21 percent
0: and that's significant. I can only imagine it's getting worse based yeah. on, you know, uh, cost of living, the way it's going now and everything else. So um, that
1: was 21% compared to what, 2021? 2021, yeah.
0: We've had employee theft has jumped a fifth, amounting to nearly 500
1: incidents every month, that is. Yeah. From previous chats with clients and stuff, that burglary is a problem, obviously, but the bigger problem is in shrinkage is shoplifting obviously but then staff colluding or or whatever and it it amounts to a staggering amount of money one retailer i talked to it was into tens of millions of pounds so you can see why loss prevention teams are kept quite busy (laughs) and that's i mean as suppliers that's what we find isn't it you try and you're always trying to reach out and because we believe we have some of value to offer as do you as do a lot of the people in the security industry and people are busy you
0: know yeah they're busy and they can't they can't keep an eye on everything can they You know, it doesn't matter how many cameras we've got and everything else. No. People will find a but way. I think
1: that's where innovation starts to come in, isn't it? You know, we talked about the Century product and where that was driven from. But, I mean, it's not just us. It's also, you see it in the deployment of facial recognition now. It's, I mean, it's still not fully accepted and there's still, I mean, we're a member of the BSIA and they are key in lobbying government to get the framework correct for how to properly deploy facial recognition because there's all kinds of questions that it conjures.
0: Being able to identify there is a 74-year-old woman, she's wearing glasses, she's got pink hair and and log that in a database somewhere, that then is the morals of you know, where is that data Kept, isn't it? You know, um, and how is it used?
1: Well, the advent of AI as well—it's going to—it's just going to get more and more crazy, basically. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, the security industry has been working on AI. This isn't brand new to us, is it? It's the analytics has been in cameras, and previous to that, the MVRs, and then the video management systems for ages. Are you uh, adopting
0: any technology to to use within
1: your products? With with security fog, t- typically people are only really talking to us when things have got pretty desperate because all the other measures will have been tried and there's still problems. So what I mean by that is normal behavior in loss prevention, and it's normally driven by insurers, if I'm honest, is, okay, so there's no problem until there's a problem. Then there's a problem, uh, you need to upgrade your intruder alarm, get a police response, for instance. And then if that fails and there's still problems, okay, okay, well, maybe you want to consider CCTV. And then, Maybe we capture images of um, burglars that mask their features, and there's still a problem. Well, you need to upgrade your physical security. The bad guys smash it down. Well, uh, maybe you need to try FOG. That's where we get, so by the time someone's talking to us, it's like, how many losses have we suffered, yeah? Yeah. And then they buy into FOG, into Smokescreen, and it works for that application that it's really good at doing, yeah? And it's like, well, we've we've solved the problems. Um, let's roll out across the estate. It does solve problems, but it creates a new issue, which is the main the, the burden of maintaining that estate. Yeah, because these things you can't just. It's a bit like a car. If you leave it on the drive, for uh, and it's just sat there for six years and never called into action, and then you go out and think, oh, well, that car will be fine. It'll take me to work. No, it won't, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, not if you've not <laughs> yeah. maintained it, you especially know? If its battery that's right, yeah. yeah, and that can be a challenge on very, very large deployments of fog. So, we saw this in Latin America. I mean, massive, we're talking massive deployments of smokescreen uh, 25,000 units in a single estate, wow. Know? So, and and it, you know, I talked earlier about a hundred attacks a month, it reduced that hundred attacks a month to zero, so fantastic success when a million each attack was costing millions of dollars so it becomes critical really quickly to the clients that thing must work when we want it to if it's not going to work we want to know and that's where we've spent a lot of time and energy developing to provide platforms for at a glance knowing the condition of your estate so we're not talking about drilling down or it's just like what kind of day am I going to have today in terms of maintenance and knowing that the kit that we've invested in is been looked after and is working to do what it needs to do when it's meant to do it so a lot of a lot's gone into that we're also really really interested in um intelligently detecting attacks rather than relying on what i think are pretty dumb devices you know motion detection combined with a series of timers it's more or less how an intruder alarm system works it's knowing that an attack is in progress with a high degree of certainty and it's not a false alarm, or it's not a, a method of detection that can be ducked under, or got round, or or that sort of thing. So that's where we're involved in AI analytics, all that kind of stuff.
0: Is there anything that you're putting into place in the cloud, for example, that you know works for your units?
1: Yeah, so I mean, we we have a full cloud-based platform that fully integrates our systems and that's got an open API so that can be pulled into a third-party platform as well and I think that's kind of a really good way of looking after large deployments of smoke screen. What we experienced in Latin America was that the clients had their own command centres and they would intervene rather than relying on automation. They would detect an attack for instance Visually verify and intervene with a command activation of the security fog. So there were zero false alarms. It didn't happen. We believe there's room in the market for a service which we have actually developed with some partners where we can deliver a 24-7 managed service for the deployment of smoke screen. But I think you're talking more about individual management and control so like ultimately having some control on your phone a bit like you would with the 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 sort of newer alarm systems
0: so you mentioned
1: about a cloud-based i'm going to say portal yeah what
0: sort of features does that offer you or rather offer the installer to manage their estate
1: well right now we've got two types of smoke screen deployments yeah you've got fixed installations and rapid deployment yeah so from a Fixed installation point of view, you um, if you're, let's say, an installer or maintainer, if you're using our cloud-based platform to keep an eye on systems, it will alert you if there's any fault conditions, it will alert you if there's anything that is untowards that may need um, to be looked at. So for instance, it, it enables added value for the installer and maintainer because they can proactively deliver service to their client rather than waiting for a phone call to say, hey, something's gone wrong, or um, a fault signal, which may not be clear as to what it's actually, maybe a general fault, the installer and maintainer will know exactly what the problem is before they attend. So that cuts down on repeat visits and increases first-time fix, yeah? But if you think about the rapid deployment scenario where we're with the Sentry product, for instance, we've got two types of rapid deployment. We've got kind of a basic fog generator, which will detect and activate, which works really, really well, yeah? But we've also got the Sentry, which is like I said earlier, it's like a loss prevention kit in a box where you've got camera footage that we use the AI on the cameras to form part of the detection. So the cameras will want to see a human being and we'll back it up with some motion detection before we do anything else. Yeah, Uh, In the event that we go, yeah, this is definitely a human being that's intruded into a protected space. We'll send that image proactively or those images proactively to Um, our cloud platform and enabling operators to confirm yes something's going on here and we need to put in our in place our response measures of course the fog generator will also have gone right we're going to defend the area so typically what what happens in these scenarios is um, fog will deter the intruders but immediately operators are alerted and they can see a pre-record of what led up to the fog going off they can talk with emergency services and guide them in as to what's actually happened, and then proactively give that footage over to the emergency services while they're on site. And that's all happening
0: live, isn't it? Yeah. That's that's as the event is happening. Absolutely. So, um...
1: so now isn't the time to cut security budget? <laughs> yeah. Now's yeah. the time to ramp it up and go right. We need to proactively protect our property, reduce loss, because that's straight off the bottom line in a lot of cases. Yeah. A lot of clients are they, they self-assure because. You know, there's too big a risk for insurers to take on or the premiums would be insane. Now that's the time to innovate, creatively use budget, create safe environments for um, staff, shoppers, colleagues, all of that kind of thing.